What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Shut Up. Keep going. Uh, this is the podcast where we explore our internet curiosities, curiosities, curiosities. Uh, that actually goes really well with my topic today, but I'm Sydney Goodman. I'm Kate Franklin. And we're your hosts. <laughs> Hostess with the mostest. That's hostess. Dumb. Shut up, Sid. Okay, so let's just like get into it. Let's get into it. So I messed up saying a word, and that has nothing to do with the California shift. But we're talking about the California shift today. Do you know what that is? Yeah, but how does relate that relate to messing up a word? Well, just because like linguistics, I guess. I don't know. Wait, you know what the California shift is? No. We well, said yes. <laughs> Did you ask me that? Yeah. Oh, I just said yes as like an affirmative that you're talking about that. Oh. I was like, yes. Okay, cool, 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 cool. (laughs) Well, wait, before we talk about the California shift, I will also say I think it's really important and very self-indulgent that we're basically talking about like California accents and Kate and I both grew up, I mean, we went to high school together. So we grew up in the same area in Orange County, which is Southern California. And um, I don't know. It just feels very on brand for California for me to be dissecting our accent and be like, <laughs> we have an accent. I guess we have exactly. to. Right? Exactly. So the California shift is a vowel shift that was noted by linguists. Is that how you say that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> linguist. Linguist. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say like linguini and then I wanted to say <laughs> lingui- like lingual. I don't know. My brain, it just felt like it shut off there. Okay. Okay. So it was a vowel shift that was noted by linguists in the 1980s in Southern California in the Bay Area. Sure. And it pinpointed to be coming, like they pinpointed that the shift was coming from, quote, youthful, white, urban, coastal speakers. Mm -hmm. So think like a valley girl or a surfer girl and or both. Um, I also think it's just like interesting though. I don't know what I was going to say. Okay. But vowel shift. So when I first read it, I was like, California shift. And then I was like, oh, vowel shift. Like, literally think of like A-E-I-O-U. I'm thinking, yeah. And sometimes why? Is that a, <laughs> is that real? Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? A-E-I-O-U. And sometimes why? Is that? I think so. I don't know. Um, I know for sure it's A-E-I-O-U. Isn't that funny? Those little basics that you learn and you just don't remember them yeah um okay so anyways it's a vowel shift noted in the 80s pinpointed to be coming from that valley girl surfer dude kind of community so like the californians like yes <laughs> i like can't think of, i came from the i came from the far out fire what are you what are you what are doing, you doing here? here what are you doing here what's tre Try? What are you doing here? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, oh, I, actually, I can feel it, like, on the what tongue. What are you doing here? What are you doing? Yeah. Okay. So, wait. It's going to be jammed. Fun. It's going to be jammed. Jam-packed. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So it, the shift is seen as being led by young people. And when vowels shift, it means a person is positioning their tongue in their mouth differently when pronouncing a specific vowel. like <laughs> moving my tongue around. <laughs> So when one vowel starts to shift, the others usually do too. It's not like only A's will shift or maybe it starts as like the A shifts and then like slowly all the other vowels join in. Um, and you can probably hear me say doing it as I speak. Um, how like speak, speak. So explain the shifting again. Well, so I have some examples that will okay. hopefully help because like I'm going to be completely honest with everybody. I think we all know that while Shut Up, Keep Going is a podcast where we 
our hope is that you learn something. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would like, we're not really experts in the things that we're talking about. And so while I really wanted to understand this, I really don't. <laughs> um, I think the other thing is just that like, this is how we speak and being from Southern California, like this is, it's one of those things where it's like so hard for me to hear the difference or to like pick up on things because that's how my parents speak. That's how my grandparents speak. Well, not yeah. my Filipino grandparents, but you know what I mean? Like everybody that's around us has this. What I, so you don't understand what shifting means. Well, I do, but I do like in concept, but not in like actual execution. Yeah. So the vowel in dude moves forward in the mouth, which leads to dude. 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 But I don't know. How would you usually say dude? Dude. 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 So another one oh is goodness. the vowel in hut moves forward to sound like hut. Het. Hut. Hut. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. Wait. Please keep listening. We're a good podcast. <laughs> Okay, uh, so vowel in back moves to sound like bock. My bock. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. <laughs> Do people talk like that? <laughs> I'll be right back. I'll be right back. We'll be right Try. back after these quick messages from well, us. It's like, sponsors. yeah, you talk like the Californians you do, <laughs> but I don't know if like in practice. No, but I kind of have it. I just heard it. I have a thick Californian <laughs> accent. So the other one is lit. Sounds like let. Let. It's lit. It's let. It's let. It's let. It's let, brah. Is it aunt or aunt? I think that's just like a preference thing. I say aunt. Okay, aunt is so pretentious. Okay, wait. Can I be (laughs) honest? I'm going to like expose myself. So I, my natural disposition is just to say aunt, right? Like my aunt Marie. And... (laughs) But depending on who I'm talking to and my perception of them, I'll say aunt if I think they're like really pretentious. I'll be like, oh yeah, my aunt. But like that's like I, I love that, that's a though. conscious decision that I am making. Like it does not come naturally. But, but if that's I'm- why you're successful. <laughs> you know like how to give people what they want. Like I feel like that happened a lot at USC because it was like <laughs> so in the program that I was in. So in the program that I was in. <laughs> that's like so exaggerated but it i'm like getting really self-conscious now (laughs) um so in the program that i was in i was in a science program which you know maybe not on it obviously but like it's a lot of academic focused students because like biology isn't an easy major and so you have people there that want to be doctors whatever they're super freaking smart and so they probably like a lot of them were like scholarship kids or they didn't care about like socioeconomic standing. Some of them did, but like, you know, for the most part. So it would be like people that were in my program would be like, oh yeah, my aunt, da 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 da. And then it was like, I'd like go on the row or like speak to anybody who like is in like the communications or like business. Like, aunt. And I'd be like, my aunt, like da 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 da. And it's like, Sid, what the. <sighs> Anyways. I actually, I said I was impressed by that, but I really hate when people say my aunt. I well the thing is like I'm part of the problem like what if everybody's just pretending when they think, I think that they people are. are cool because I I too I'm like just say aunt I guess I don't know but um another so another hypothesis is that punk I like this one is that so punk bands in the 80s and 90s were emulating sounds from British punk who were emulating sounds from the scene back in California so it created this Whoa. like weird loop and that's kind of how we got this like 
bizarre sounding situation and that's so interesting right and the example that i saw was like pointing to the blink 182 song and how it's like where are you and i'm so sorry because it's like (laughs) wait that was really good thank you (laughs) i'm from california (laughs) um no but because you know it that does like that's not really how it's such a caricature of how Californians yeah. speak. Like it's not really how people in California speak. Like, I guess if you wanted to do that in like Valley Girl, it'd be like, Where are you? And I'm <laughs> so sorry. And like, but and then I guess like if you try to do it in a British accent, it would be like, I'm just trying to sing like London calling and thinking of how they would say it. Like <laughs> Where are you? It's not so Australian, isn't it? <laughs> I'm so bad at doing accents. I can't do I any can't accents. I can't either. I can't either. I really wish I could. Okay, how do you say tea and crumpets? Where are you? <laughs> and I'm so sorry. That's kind of Australian. Everything diverts into Australia. Have you heard my Italian accent? <laughs> no, but please you do haven't? it. No. <laughs> Give me something, Ital- something to say. Hey, Sydney, how's your meal going? Is that what I'm saying? Or am I No, I'm having conversation oh, okay. with you. The spaghetti is delicious. <laughs> what? That sounds like a bad New Jersey accent, <laughs> not Italian. That's like not Italian at all. But that yeah. is... No one, nobody messes with the Don. <laughs> Are you doing a gangster accent or an Italian person accent? The gangster Italian in... Um, a family owned yeah in a family owned that's not from Italy (laughs) but I'm I imagine like oh mamma mia mamma mia pizza pie (laughs) I'm diverse (laughs) I always say my Frankie's name it's Francesca Batacavoli Batacavoli (laughs) what kind of a name is that (laughs) it's a good name no but that's like when I so something that I do when I used to travel internationally remember that um is like you know I try to learn how to say thank you in like whatever language but then like I like take it too far like I was literally in Venice Italy for like four days not that long and I would we'd like leave somewhere and be like grazie you're like my dad my my dad always adopts the accent of where we are and so when we're in italy he's like my friend how are you doing and i'm like you don't speak like that you sound like a crazy person is that a dad thing that's what my dad does too i in italy i would do the like grazie grazie and i Mm -hmm. thought it was like so cute and then when we were in japan um you say arigato gozaimasu and like i got really into saying it like that and so alex would just be like arigato or like you know he it was like he was trying but whatever and we would leave these stories and be like arigato gozaimasu and then like sometimes they try to speak to me in japanese i don't know probably not because i actually sounded like i knew what was going on but like oh this woman's trying and then i just have to look at them blankly and be like they're probably like oh she took japanese i don't speak japanese sorry the worst accent i have to say is or someone doing an accent is when my mom goes back to Hawaii because, you know, she grew up there, but she's mm-hmm. like literally a, the whitest woman of all time. And she tries to speak with a Hawaiian accent. And I'm like, Ellen, listen. Does she speak like the native tongue? No, but like when she like pronounces like Hawaii, she's like Hawaii, Kailua. Like she likes, I'm like, Hawaii? you do not speak that way. I'm really pretentious about saying Hawaii. Hawaii. I say Hawaii. I can't wait to go back. Fun fact. What? So my mom 
we've established Jenna. is Filipino. Dinna. She is not her name. Um, and she looks islander because she's from an island and so especially during the summer and she gets like a pretty dark tan and so when we go to hawaii and we like eat at restaurants they like give us the locals discount because she looks like a local there's also some word that would kill for that (laughs) (laughs) there's some word that um one of our friends that lives there told us that like apparently it's like you can say it to most of the businesses and They'll give you the discount, or like the discount, basically to account for the tourist markup. Nice, but so we pulled out with Dinah because she's also from an island, different island. She should but. tell my mom that, and then my mom will <laughs> adopt that. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, that's right. Okay, so you know, at the beginning of the episode, you asked like, "Oh, we have an accent." It's like, yeah, to the rest of the country, we do. Sure. Um, and one of the hallmarks is dropping the T. So, like, say Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't say it. <laughs> what was another one? I saw, like, a whole list of them. Sacramento. Sacramento. But it's Sacramento. It's Sacramento. <gasps> we say Sacramento. Um, say, I can't, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> um, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you did that. I also mumble, but maybe that's part of my California No, I think accent. that's a California thing, too. Here, wait. One sec. I would give anything to not have this accent. No, that's not true. I like it. I like my accent. I just am so surprised that I've never moved out of California because that was my whole MO my whole life. And now I'm just, I'm still here and loving it. But... So, okay, according to the Los Angeles Times in an article titled Your Guide to Talking Like a Californian, Tips for the Hella Tricky Dialect. I hate that. Also, Southern California doesn't even say hella. So, like, Los Angeles Times, what are you doing? Do you know what one of the things I hate the most is saying SoCal and NorCal? I don't. Northern California. Who says that? People that aren't from here. Is it Northern California people say that? Yes, because my okay. brother lives up in San Francisco now, and he calls it NorCal. Hate that NorCal and SoCal, and then um, the other one, big one for me is like LA versus OC. I say Los Angeles, Orange County. Sometimes I will abbreviate LA if I'm like texting it in a hurry, but I pretty much always write it out. Samo for Santa Monica. No, no. Guac because guacamole is too long. I say guac. I do too. I think starting ironically, but then I say that a lot. I do LOL ironically, but now I'm like a full convert. I say it like sometimes I text you and I say I end every text with LOL. Same. I look like I'm insane. Same though. (laughs) I feel like the other big one is, um, well, not the other big one. The other big issue for me is so like, I feel like LOL all lowercase one, I think it's funny because it looks like a man with both oh of his God, arms. It's like the same thing. <laughs> like sometimes I type it and I'm just like, this is really <laughs> funny. Um, and then the other thing is like, I think it's essential to have it all lowercase so you don't look like a psychopath. But ever since I got my new phone, it autocorrects it to all uppercase sometimes. And I have to like, it happens some, sometimes, like if it happens with you or something, I'll just send it and correct it or I'll be like, LOL. Like, <laughs> and other times though, I've had it send to people that I like don't know very well. And I'm like, oh my God like they probably 
No, I literally went in my phone and changed it because I say I need so to change much. it. Okay, so I found this guide. Why are there so many guides about talking like a Californian? Because they're obsessed with us. <laughs> Why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> the thing is, I can do like a pretty hardcore valley girl accent. Like more. I also remember growing up, my mom always got mad at me. It was like, Sid, you sound like a valley. Sid, you sound like a valley girl. Stop. Really? Because I mean, I do have pretty, I do have vocal fry. Oh, I definitely have vocal fry. And I get called out on it a lot. Do you think we sound like that on this podcast? Do we? I don't know. Let us know in the comments. Also, before we continue and I forget, I don't remember what your username is, but we had one response that gave us a really thorough review. Pretty promising young woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did we already talk about this? No. I think we just glazed over it last week and I I wanted to discuss that. Oh, I kind of forgot what the... Well, we can read it. We'll read it at the end of this podcast, but I did want to just like call them out and say thank you so much for sending such a thorough and well thought yeah, out really. response. And like you, you were not combative and I really appreciate that. Again, we'll speak about it more at length at the end of this podcast, but just want to say thank you so much for your support. And I just like really appreciate it. And now I'm realizing so part something I didn't even write it down in my notes because I was like, that's a dumb <laughs> observation. But somebody observed that a Canadian accent and a California accent sometimes like there's a blurred line and they sound similar and what I was just doing I felt like sounded Canadian thank you so much oh yeah 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 I just like can't imagine accents that aren't like extreme like I can't recall them which is why I think I can't do a good accent truth same though okay so this uh, from Converse International School of Languages different than the shoe um, they have a guide and it says how to sound like a Californian California accent pronunciation guide. California speak with a more open mouth, often not closing the mouth at the end of the sentence. Try this. Say the following sentence clearly. I can't believe you did that. I can't. <laughs> I want to do that YouTube video. I can't believe you did that. Now say the same sentence, but leave your mouth open at the end. It sounds more like, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you did that. That's how Sounds I speak. <laughs> well, because I think most people would say, I can't believe you did that. That's too many. T-ts. Right. So some Californians, especially especially younger ones from and those from Los Angeles slash Southern I California. I hate that I just did that to camera. Also tend to raise their voice at the end of a sentence so that the sentence sounds like a question. I had a teacher I don't call really like me seafood? out about that. They said it makes you sound unsure of yourself. Yeah. And I, I realize I talk that way all the time. All the time. And I also have lines in my forehead because I my resting face is being concerned. <laughs> so I just look, I sound like an insecure mess all the time. <laughs> She's not though. She's super confident. Thank you. Um, many Californians clearly produce the R sound, which is not true of some other parts of the United States. For example, the word really stresses the R a lot. So it sounds like really, like I just really. said. Really. Are yeah. you really, are you for real? Real. real yeah an r is a big sound for us yeah, yeah we like r's we don't like t's californians often do not distinguish from some vowels vowels for example oh that's what it means by the shift mm-hmm. so it's just like whoop first example look at the following words with the e sound wreck kettle really in california english these words sound more like rack cattle and rally are you for row not, I don't know that I agree with that one. Wait, isn't there a Vampire Weekend song called California English? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, the same can happen with the ooh sound. For example, think of the following words. Book, look, put. Uh, these can sound more like book, look, put. Book. Can you take get the book? Can you get the book over there? I mean, I guess. Book. I book. think buck is really my book. exaggerated. Okay. Um, it's like if you're hyper-focusing on how we talk, then we talk that way. Yeah. So vocal fry is when the voice is very low at the end of the word is pronounced in short cut sounds. So it's like this. It's like, oh, my gosh. I, oh, my God, Sydney. Like, how could you do that? It's going to be packed. It's going to be jammed packed. Are you crazy? It's going to be jammed. I guess um, I do. I kind of have vocal fry. Yeah. The right other, there. the last thing that I'll say to put it out there is when I was reading it, and I don't know if maybe like the internet has popularized a lot of things. And so maybe like more specific regional dialects aren't as pronounced as maybe they once were. But um, the idea of like saying dude a lot, again, from only growing up here, I didn't know that that's not something that everybody said. Dude. I literally say dude say so much. all the time. Dude. I say it so much. Dude. <laughs> dude. Dude. And then the last thing, and this one was brought up to my attention from Alex, who has since become a convert. He is not from here. He's from oh, Washington. Yeah, I always forget that. Um, he is one the T's. I make so much fun of him when he says Huntington, Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach. I feel like California um, is just like, it's really hot and I'm tired, so I'm just not going to pronounce all of the syllables. Right. That's exactly it. Um, but we say when we talk about freeways, we say the 10 or the yeah, 405. Yeah, someone's brought that up to me. I didn't know that that wasn't... Yeah, say 10. Where I don't understand how that happens then. One so time, just say, but that's a Southern California thing. That's not a... That's not Northern? I, I don't know any people who are like native to No, Northern I think the California. person that called me out for that was from Nevada. And she was like, she kept pointing it out when I was like, oh, I took the 101 to get here. And then I took the whatever. And she was like, the 101. It was like very upsetting to her. And I was like, wait, so what would you say? You just say, I took 101 here. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I know. It's like, what is that? Like, the like gives it, it like, what's the. It, like, gives it clothes. Otherwise, yeah. it's just, like, so naked. Yeah. Naked Brothers Band. <laughs> Do you remember that? What Wait, is that? One of them is, like, famous now as, like, a hipster actor and or filmmaker. I'm not sure. No, wait. Is Naked Brothers Band the guy that's in uh, Midsommar? Not Midsommar. The other one. Yes. Uh, Hereditary. Hereditary. He's in a couple of... That's, he's in that's Jumanji also. Really? Mm-hmm. Jumanji. Wait, so I'm confused. Were they not actually brothers? For some reason in my head, that it was like a reality show. No, I think they are brothers. One thing... <laughs> One thing when you're like that man. Uh, was that? Were we seeing the same song? No. I don't think I just so. kept... I was just thought you were doing a transatlantic accent, so I was... You're gonna be a star, kid. So the last time we recorded, I usually sit in my car for about 30 minutes after I get home. Oh, okay. Did you ever do that? Yes. Because like this is the most I do all week. <laughs> Not really, but it's kind of the longest I'm out of the house. That makes sense. Um, And so I was just in my car unwinding from this intense experience of podcasting. It's very hard work. I mean, we should tell them. We just spent like two hours setting up the lighting and the really cameras hard. in here. It was really hard. And, and I then, have an MFA in film production. <laughs> and then once we actually had everything set up, we realized that the battery was out of one of the cameras and that 
I I keep a charger that's usually plugged into the wall so that I can just like swap batteries in and out and that the charger hadn't been plugged in for a week. So none of my batteries that I thought were getting charged were actually charged. And but so hey, here we are. You see us now. Can't be stopped. Sorry, um, keep going. In the car. I was in the car and I was on Instagram and I got an ad for Drake Bell. Do you know that sure. he's like a Mexican music star now? Is he a star? I think so. No, yeah, I think so. I think he's always had a big base there, but he like moved there. And, and changed it, his name. And it's like this conspiracy kind of. Yeah, it's like Drake, whatever Bell is in, in Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I, well, and he's like creepy, right? I, well, that's the thing. I've caught some wind of it and... I haven't looked up any of these claims or anything, but it was on TikTok that I saw it. And it was like, the reason why he left Mexico is because he got canceled in the U.S. for like hitting his girlfriend. Like he was like, it was like abuse. Yikes. Big yikes. Sorry, my ears just itchy outside of that. No, I I mean, he just looks like really creepy. Not to judge people if they look creepy, but like, I think people wear their subconscious on their face. That's why I'm so Not features wise, but just like, if you feel confident, you look beautiful. Yes. If you are sketchy, you look sketchy. You look dumb. Yeah. And dumb. You dumb bitch. <laughs> he's so cute. I know. I don't know if it's in I camera. I hope he's in frame. If he's not, you guys, there's a cat right here. He looks <laughs> really cute. I'm sorry you can't see. And for those of you listening on the on the audio, sorry, you really can't see. You can't see any of it. Okay. Anyways, uh, that's it. That's the end of my thing. <laughs> okay. Well, that actually relates a lot to what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, just in the way of incantation. Okay. What's incantation? Like speaking, <laughs> using your Gosh, voice. You're so smart. Okay. Thank you. I'm not. Um, no. Okay. Actually, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. And you actually said it earlier, mm-hmm. but I had this huge revelation this weekend as I was camping that I, and the reason, it's the reason we started this podcast, which is like, I realized there's so much that I learned in school, like in elementary school that I never actually internalized. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you're like, oh, the universe is like expanding or like the universe, you know? And you're like, Mm -hmm. sure. Okay. And then now I think about it and like, I have no comprehension of what that means. Uh, Yes, of course. Well, or you're like, okay, like I'll remember that for the test. Yeah. And you're like, okay, yeah, but you don't. And so you just said that about vowels, Vowels. but this weekend we were camping in Lone Pine, which is beautiful. Highly recommend. Um, in the Alabama Hills, which is like, it's where they shot all the Westerns like back in the day. So obviously I loved it. Um, but it's like really, you go there to stargaze, which I had never done like (gasps) full on before. And I, Cause I have been to like Joshua tree where they're like, Oh, the stars are nice. But this was like, Holy shit. Like that's a lot of star. It honestly freaked me out. I was like scared cause it felt heavy. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. And Caleb is reading this book about, um, quantum, like, like quantum, quantum physics. Th- oh, okay. And he's like really excited about it. And he was trying to explain it to us. And I, Every time he's talked to me about it in the past, I'm like, I don't understand that. Like, I'm just, I cannot comprehend it. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to this and try to figure it out. And he was talking about how space is curved. And I finally understood it. I finally just like, was like, set my mind to like, parse it out. Do you know what I mean? Wait, space is curved? (laughs) You look so... (laughs) 
Yeah, all space is curved. But it's think, okay, not, but it's vast. It's no, no, not in a container. No, spa- like space as in like the overall concept of space is curved. Like where the planets are. Think about when you throw a baseball, how it's curved. It doesn't fly straight. Isn't that just because of physics? Yeah, but that's why. I thought it was because of gravity and velocity. That's what he said. But it's also like, it's think about how the earth is a globe and how all other planets and stars are globes. It's because space is curved. So like, don't think about anything in a flat sense. Think about everything is curved. So the reason why I'm having trouble with this is because it's like, okay, so like, let's equate like space to like air, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And that, like, air doesn't have an inherent shape. It's only whatever shape the container that it's in is, or let's say gas. It's all, it takes on the shape of the container that it's in. Yeah. So then think about if planets are primarily gas, like a gas planet, why is it curved? It's because space itself is curved. But space isn't in a container. So how is space curved? Space is space, just everything. So how Caleb described... Okay, I should have just done this as a topic. Or maybe I should have him come on. We can it. have him talk to us but about... But he was saying um, the universe is shaped like a mollusk or like an infinity symbol. So it like curves back in on itself. That's how it's infinity. Is that why infinity is yeah. that? Do you know what's so sad too? Is that's like really brilliant and like actually very beautiful. I didn't know that. Yeah. That was why. And, like, all of these, like, 2014 Tumblr people have infinity signs. And I feel like so that's, like, my association with the sign. But actually, it's this, like, really profound scientific So you're saying we want to get matching tattoos on infinity signs. I would love to get a matching tattoo. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's do it. Let's get it on the computer head. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I'm so down. I would totally. I'm like gonna cry. That's so, <laughs> so cute. I just need to find a good place to put it. That's what's stopping me okay. from tattoos. And we have I don't to know find where a good one. Them. We have to find like a really good Infinity one. Infinity <laughs> tramp stamps. <laughs> so look out for us getting matching tattoos. Uh, I, we saw aliens. <laughs> I well, okay. I'm kidding. I kinda. believe in aliens, but okay. I. It was, I'm going to sound like a crazy person because I actually know, what it, I know it. what it is now, but in the moment it was like, a, okay, so what happened? We were all sitting there. We were with our two friends and we were looking up at the stars. It was crazy. You could see so many shooting stars. You could see the Milky Way. It was like crazy. Wow. Okay. Um, and then all of a sudden at the same time, we all saw this like parade of lights going across the sky in an exact straight line and they were moving completely in unison it was like the creepiest thing i had ever seen and they just appeared out of nowhere like it didn't it wasn't like it came like from the horizon it just like appeared and it was like a minute long it went over us a minute that's like a long time it was and it wasn't you know how shooting stars are like so fast it's like you blink and it's over. like this was like they were moving really slow and we, and they were really bright and then they just disappeared. And we were like, oh my God, like there's an invasion. And my friend was like, we should go into town. Like, <laughs> and Caleb's like, Let we, should we brace for impact? Like it literally felt like, cause when they wow. disappeared, it like, I thought it like fell to the ground. Like it was so, Wait, so creepy. What was it? So 
Well, then it like turned into this whole religious experience. We were like, holy shit, like no one probably saw that. And like, we're going to seem crazy. Maybe it was God. Maybe it was aliens. It was just, and I had such a like intense primal fear seeing this that I had never experienced in my entire life. We were just like, like my friend did an impression. He was like, I just felt like a caveman, like, oh, seeing that um turns out it was spacex they launched a satellite chain that's supposed to like give wi-fi to earth but i literally thought it was god or aliens (laughs) but it was like i didn't sleep all because we didn't sleep in tents we slept outside and so i slept i was awake all night because i was like there's an invasion Oh man, um, that reminds me of my favorite one of my favorite episodes of Twilight Zone. But for some reason, I'm having a really hard time distinguishing okay. the beginning, middle, and end. But there's aliens in it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it was an intense experience. Uh, Elon really had me for a second. Honestly, do you know how I realized it wasn't aliens? Because I was kind of convinced up until yesterday. Dua Lipa on her Instagram story posted, "We thought there was an invasion, but it's just SpaceX." And I was like, "Oh my god." Common thought. Honestly, I feel like that the, happened last time they they did something. Yeah, do you remember that? Because I remember like Alex and I were weird, both like, yeah, it's. They should probably like tell people that's first. What I think because like I literally was like having a heart. I was like shaking. It was like so scary. Yeah, that feels rude to me. I don't love that. Um, do you want to get to your topic? Yeah, it has nothing to do with aliens or anything. Um, maybe I shouldn't have went on that. I've been doing this really horrible thing before, just to put us on one more thing that mm-hmm. I like don't love that I do where I stick my tongue out a lot like I'll just be like (laughs) you do but that's you've always done that but I've become hyper aware of it I think because I um usually I've been sending my videos off to my lovely editor to edit but since I started a new YouTube channel youtube.com well I guess I don't have a custom URL it's too new uh since so games it's where my gaming content will be um no but I can't afford yet to have her edit two videos so I've been editing my own footage and so I've been like editing it and I forgot what it's like just to like watch yourself back and like realize all your tics and it's like gotten a little out of hand yeah I was like on edge editing our last one because I was just like that's how I look <laughs> oh my god the but then by the time- end I felt better Fine, so it was yeah. kind of like a good good exercise experience catharsis yeah sorry okay so now your topic. okay now my topic is that 300 years ago oh. we're going back in history is that so that's annoying that I always do historic topics no because I feel like I do a lot of science and psychology okay so well I was doing science but then Mac gave me a hard time saying that I didn't know what I was talking about and he's not wrong but linguists listen Okay, so we're going to go to history. So 300 years ago, Sydney, men would perform on stages across Oral Europe. sex. Well, kind uh, of. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll get into it. Um, they performed 300 years ago all across Europe to great acclaim. In full regalia, the grandest orchestras, the greatest composers and operas of the time. These singers were at the pinnacle of Baroque and classical music, Sydney, and they were called the castrati. Catchy. Uh, do you know what the castrati were, Sydney? No. Well, hold on to your pants, boys. It were boys that have been castrated to prevent natural human growth and preserve their high voices. <laughs> Would they volunteer? Mm. It's dubious. 
Most, mostly not. We're going to, it's wait, I have so many, I'm questioning so many things right now. Okay. Well, we'll get into it. Okay. Okay. So this basically was, uh, a bunch of societal norms that shaped this emergence of this period in musical history that lasted for a pretty long time, actually. So, um, so castration, as we know, is the removal of male testes. This has been going on since our records of humanity have begun, because in Deuteronomy, in the Bible, it references men who are wounded in the stones and commends them from never being able to enter the congregation of the Lord. There are meaning that they were castrated. And then they couldn't enter the congregation of the I Lord. Think that they feels were like castrated the one too for like being bad. Sorry. If you know what I mean. Um there's also characters from Greek and Egyptian mythology and Roman law goes so far as to differentiate between those who have testes pressed, crushed or completely removed and the latter ones are being known as the castrati, which we will be talking about. I feel like, obviously, well, maybe it's not so obvious. I I don't have testicles, so I don't... Myth busted. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, like, I don't actually understand, like, the pain that that would be. But just even hearing those words and thinking of, like, my hand being crushed or something. Yeah, we hate and that. I'm just like... So the reasons for castration... There's many reasons. Some of it was medical belief that it would cure leprosy, madness, epilepsy, or gout. Um, but you kind of feel bad for the person that they thought this was curing and then they still have it and they don't have balls anymore. Uh, <laughs> I wonder what that healing process is like. So probably not great. Well, and then the other like more common reason is... Um, it significantly reduced male aggression. I don't know if that's proven, um, and sexual drive and obviously removed the ability to, uh, procreate. And it was often used obviously as a form of punishment. So I could see that working only because my understanding of the situation is like, that's your testicles are a site of, tes of testosterone production. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if it's actually produced there or if it just stimulates production elsewhere. No, I'd learn. I just, no, didn't Mac just tell us? No, Mac told me. Yeah, that also was in February. I'm not going to remember that. No, so. no, he told me like last week we were talking on the phone and I don't know how this came up, but that's what your, um, what's that part? They're pro, they're prostate. Pro prostates. Yeah. It's, that's where it's created. We failed anatomy. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's where it's created. As soon as I realized there wasn't going to be a doctor, all of this information and then that was the stored. The balls are where it's stored. Oh, is that? Yeah. Okay. I think. Well, in either case, I have I'm like ninety eight percent positive that the testicles are integral to like hormone production. Yeah. So specifically testosterone, and so it would make sense that it would lower sex drive and or aggression i guess and make your voice not drop when you're a child well so i don't that was my question and i'm sure you're gonna get into this but like i guess i don't understand i didn't realize that like your tes testicles were like correlated like that that had because to it's do like your with balls your... drop when you're a teenager but i thought i guess i thought that it was and just that's what like makes your voice... does it actually physically drop mm -hmm. i've never i seen... just learned this last week that's what Matt well, told i mean me. i've never seen like I mean, I've, I've never seen like a no, young. They literally man's... are like it's like 
um, okay, this is the bad version of explaining it, but you know how like uh, a womb or like a ovaries, it's like that shape that actually it's this, the young boys have that same shape and that's their balls are inside of them because so they don't have because, balls on the outside of their body until they draw because you know, when, when you're created, you're created female and then it's the other chromosome that makes you male. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause so that's like a example of that. That's like, you start the same way. And then as you mature, your balls drop, but our ovaries stay inside of us. Wait. So their balls are like inside them mm-hmm. when they're, they don't have balls. It's just a, it's just a little sack. An empty sack. Yeah. The balls are not in there. It's just a little cover. This so it's is like a deflated whoopee cushion. <laughs> so it's like a deflated whoopee cushion. Yeah. So, um, wow. I just feel so stupid. Sorry. Keep going. So, well, here's the, the, I'm just learning a lot about eunuchs and castration, but then I'm going to get into the actual castrati because that's a whole other thing. But really quick, I thought this was interesting. In, Muslim families, like back in the day, eunuchs were kept, were like as the guardian of the bedchamber and harems, which are domestic spaces reserved for women in Muslim families. And it was because um, they would ensure the chastity of the sultan's wife because like they obviously like couldn't like have sex with her. So like he could like be a little spy in there and like make sure she's like not going around. Interesting. Wait, so were they, did they happen to just be unicized? No, they were created that way. Oh, so it was like, hey, it's like, like, listen, Steve. They like draw straws. We like really need you to do this. I think maybe I didn't look enough into it, but I want to say that it's like, it was an honor because it's like the Sultan. Maybe. Could you imagine like the eunuch that like hangs out in the Sultan's like He's wife's like, bedroom like passes away or something everyone's like shit <laughs> All right, <who's> <laughs> <chopping>? <laughs> um so eunuch singers aka what become the constrati um have existed since the byzantine empire and by the ninth century they were well known and remain so until the sack of constantinople in the crusade the fourth crusade and then they reappeared 300 years later for their famous period. So this mutilation, unsurprisingly, was in service of European music spurred by the Roman Catholic Church. They did a lot of fun things back then, as we know. Hmm. Um, Do you remember... Is this on Da Vinci Code where they talk about how they they chisel all the penises off the statues that might have been in da vinci's code I, or was that in angels and demons it, it's one or the okay. other i don't know i just know that my mom loves those movies and so when i was in high school and she would like always watch them but i don't know that i've ever seen them front to back i'd always oh just seen like they're like fun. they're pretty good right i remember yeah. them being pretty good i just like it's such a fun concept yeah like, it's like a history action movie what more do you want national treasure I love National Treasure. I'll stand by that. <laughs> it's so fun. What a good concept. Um, I'm going but, to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Isn't that Angelina Jolie's dad yeah, who plays his John dad? John Voight. Yeah. I saw him at an airport one time. Was he going on a Voight dot voyage? <laughs> I should have asked him that. Missed opportunity. Um, so 
here's the thing that I couldn't figure out. And maybe it's because it's so obvious that there's just like no answer. But I was like, wait, why? So the reason why they castrated boys to keep the high voices is because women couldn't sing in church. And I was like, oh, interesting. Why? And I could not find an answer. But apparently it was just like, it's not proper for a woman to sing in public. Oh, I would have assumed that it was from like the same train of thought of like why women couldn't be priests. Like just like. Why? It just like you're not supposed to. Yeah, I think that's the same. It's just like. Yeah. But there's no like specific reason. It's just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sit down. Wait. Yeah. Obviously you weren't there. So yesterday Alex said sit down and I told him about how, so I was in fourth grade honors choir and we, you would send in like an audition tape. Well, wait, that's something different, but we competed in like a choir tournament festival. I don't know. I just imagine you guys like. (laughs) But so you had to have like prepared songs or whatever. And one of the songs, and for some reason, I'll never forget my part. And it was like, sit down, 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 sit down. Wait, what's the, that's? I know what so that's every from. time someone says sit down, that entire melody sit plays down, in my head and I feel psychotic. I just imagine you as like a emoji where you're like, you're appearing behind things with different faces. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I have so many vivid memories. They feel fake. Of, of show choir? Yeah. Well, it's like we did that and I specifically remember this guy that I really liked who ended up being my like first boyfriend. Um, I know he, his birthday was the same night as the choir thing. Drama. But his girlfriend who was not me was also in the choir and we carpooled to go to his party afterwards. And then he ended up breaking up with her to date me. So jokes on her. Sorry. We were also like children. So <laughs> maybe that was sixth grade choir then. Doesn't matter. Keep the dramas going. of sixth grade crier. Well, I just like said none of those vowels or <laughs> syllables. Um, anyways, so uh without this core voicing in vocal music, that being a high woman's voice, um, the only readily available options were boy sopranos and castrati. Um so it's interesting if you think about it that the misogyny of European society. Uh, expressed itself in the mutilation of tens of thousands of small boys. So the expense of misogyny is beyond just women. It's also young boys. I just, again, I want to understand, and maybe you'll get to this, but like how they chose. Yeah, so I'm literally about to say that in my notes. Sydney. I'm ready for it. Um, So young boys, no. Young boys were um, handed over to the conservatories by their poverty-stricken parents Mm. um, because they, it was like an honor, you know? Oh, this is an honor? Yeah. Okay. Because like, I and I think too, this is just the crazy thing about, I know that I'm uh, usually of the type that I was like, oh, I wish I was back in the day, but I really don't because- even back then, parents were just like, I cannot deal with this child. Like, please take it away from me. I can't provide for it. Do you know what I mean? Because providing for a family was so hard. Totally. So it's like, and if you were poor in any way you could to just get rid of a kid, you're like, please. Take it. Yeah. And at least it's like kind of in service of God or whatever. Yeah. Or so they think. Maybe they was. I don't know. Um, I don't know what God thinks about it. 
he probably doesn't love it. I feel like he's like, God I made isn't. that for a reason down there. Just leave it alone. Yeah, like who are you to take that away? So, um, oh, I sorry, I wrote this like two weeks ago and I haven't looked at it since. Um, but I did write down that it did earn their them and their families some money. So it's not like they're just so you're gonna say entrance to heaven. I was like and that. I guess it, they probably were promised that, right? I'm sure. That was the Catholic Church's big token. <laughs> They're like, you can get into heaven. Um, so the castrati sound was a function, or like how they created the castrati sound, which is like this very angelic. Uh, these boys at this conservatory, they were like super abused. And like, it was like really intense. Yeah. Because this, it's like, this is a horrible comparison but it's kind of like black swan like where it's like you're doing this high art and it's just like painful to do it Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean yeah because it was considered the voice of a castrati was like the highest form of sound Mm -hmm. it was like this is angelic and it was even beyond that of like a what a woman could make do you mean high as in value or high as in pitch both oof Double. Okay, so the combination of the larynx not dropping and the rib cage expanding into a more rounded shape made the voice like you not only had a low or a high voice, your voice didn't drop, but as you get bigger, obviously your rib cages expand. So you have more power behind it. Oh. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's not like you're like a little boy, like, oh, it's like, oh. it's powerful that. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Um, God. So. Um, yeah, so it's like a trained castrati has a voice of a child with the power of a man. Um, and it, the, it had to happen. So you had to be castrated if you were a child between the ages of seven and puberty. So like. Interesting. 13. Why not before seven? Not that obviously I'm not. I think cause that's that, but- when your voice like gets to a point where you can. I feel like it's too young before that. Do you know what oh, I mean? Cause you know, like little okay. five-year-olds are like, yeah, yeah. Like, I think it gets a little bit more mature, but still high. Um, And so then after that, they were stayed in the conservatory and were trained for as long as 16 years after that. It's a long ass time. I mean, I'm kind of glad it's a long ass time, though. I'm kind of sad that they throw them out at any point because it's like this is like a permanent alteration. Well, yeah. So um, between 1720 and 1730, so 10 years when it was like. This was when it was super popular. It was estimated that an upwards of 4,000 boys were castrated annually. (gasps) Yeah. Annually. Oh, my goodness. So, um, and it's, this is just kind of a huge bummer because also the way that they were prepared for this surgery um, sometimes killed the boys. (gasps) Because they were... Like, obviously, it's super painful. So they would give them, like, pain medication um, that I just lost my place that were sometimes lethal doses of opium or some other narcotic or were killed by the overlong compression of the cardioid or artery in the neck that was supposed to, like, make them unconscious during castration. So they would, like, press on their neck. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I yeah. just, like, can't believe that they would keep doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, okay, let's, like, let's suspend our disbelief that it's, like, okay, they really feel like this is necessary to take off these young boys' testicles. But 
so let's say you have like five successful procedures successful or whatever and then you get to another get to one and they die because you're pressing on their neck too hard yeah and you're like oh okay let's keep it going keep it coming like it's like isn't that like i know well i just think back then like it was just like we're highly focused on the individual now in some bad ways but mostly good ways that were like individual life means a lot and i feel like back then it was like eh, you die when you're like 30 so this guy's going to god oh i don't know I want to think that. Do you still get your heaven token if you didn't survive the procedure? No, I think God's like, just come here. here. (laughs) You're fine. Um, Tell them. So, what happens? Do they make sure they're a good singer first or like? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I would fail the test on purpose. I think they had not like audition, like, (laughs) but like, I think they wouldn't like, they wouldn't do it unless. Like, what if you, like, just, like, couldn't hit a note? Like, you just were, like, like, your pitch was so bad. I don't think, I mean, it probably was, like, expensive to do this. It was, like, a big process. So they're not going to do it to just, like, any old boy. They're, like, this guy has to have I wonder how much they gave the families. Probably not much. But then why would you put your... They're, like, get rid of this shitty kid. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's so mean. I'm just kidding. But I guess I'm just thinking that it's, like, if the church is being choosy... Well, it's because it was, like, a huge honor. Like, these people were, like, revered. They were, like, the Brad Pitts of their time. If they were good. Some of them weren't so good, apparently. Well, okay. So, uh, so, wow. It started with the Roman Catholic Church, but then it found home in one of Italy's highest art forms, opera. So people started um, compri- comprising, composing music for the castrati sound. Um, and it, it, that hadn't been before, obviously. So, uh, and as this took on, this is where the castratis like got their fame. It like, I think that before they were kind of just in a choir situation. And then once they got in the opera, they're like, it's my time to shine. I've always wanted to go to an opera. Me too. Should we go? We should go. Okay. Um, so, uh, many of Handel's operas and works were not written for women. They were written for Castrati. Do you know Handel, the composer? That's what they do. Um, and some of Mozart's pieces were also written, not all of them, but some of them were written with the intention of a Castrati singing them. Um, and while they began their conquest of the stage with women characters, because women weren't allowed to perform in papal territories. What's papal? Like where the Pope had power. Oh, okay. Um, they, uh, the castrati were, they, that's how they started out, but then they were like, the sounds are really good. So they kept, they started making roles for the castrati that were like, not women. Like they let them stand on their own. Mm. Um, so in one of the operas, La Finta Paza. <laughs> La Finta Paza. By Sacrati. Sacrati. Um, in 1641. I'm so sorry. Is it offensive to do accents? I don't know. Sorry. We can find that out. <laughs> uh. um, so which featured a castrati, one of the characters starts out disguised as a girl to protect himself from Ulysses, the Greek guy, 
And then he tricks him with his voice while singing for him. But then the hero renounces his women's clothes and sails to Troy. And he, his voice rises above the soldiers and he's like, I am victorious and I have a great voice. But no testicles. But no testicles. So, um. Can you still orgasm without testicles? I don't know. I don't, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I think you could. Okay. Well, they, it got weird for them. Sorry, I didn't ask you just to, I was just thinking it through in my head because it's like nerve endings on the shaft. So I feel like that's still intact. Oh, that's good. They got that. Um, so yeah. And by the 18th century, Castrati finally began to perform roles as battle heroes and performed the majestic arias we still listen to. Apparently I don't really, or I don't, I put on classical music, but I'm like, not sure the specifics of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, ha- I love classical music, but Same. I'll kind of just let it roll. I think that's the next thing I'm going to get into is like being conscious of and like understanding like oh, I would where love history that. it falls. I love classical music. Cause I got some, I got some dose of that when I was playing piano, just cause oh, yeah. you like know what you're playing. Um, and then I actually took a class in college that was like about music through the ages but to be honest it was like it's very dense yeah it's just like that's a lot of names well let's speaking of names uh superstars like Senecio, farinelli gaspari pacciatori that's all one person no these are different people. oh okay. giovanni veltu were the top of european music and sydney drama they uh duels were fought, imprisonment, <gasps> intrigue in court, sexual misadventures, gossip, royalty, and church politics all made the lives of the castrati immensely popular. So they were like the Kardashians. Wait, so they like had to go to prison for being I don't understand. Um no, I'm saying over them. Like like duels were fought over castrati, people were imprisoned over like trying to vie for their love. Oh wow. Yeah, people loved them. Wow. They loved. I mean, it's it sucks to be castrated, and like it probably was not voluntary. But if you were at the height of this, like you were a superstar, mm. maybe. It sounds very like sell your soul to the devil for fame, sort of a thing. Um. Yeah, but except I guess involuntarily. So that I guess okay. This that was only like in like the hipster uh, people of the day that were like in pop culture but other people were like these are dirty people and like Uh, they're castrated their castration means like that they're like bad you know mm -hmm. what i mean yeah and a lot of them believed that uh castrati lured men into homosexuality there were a lot of cases of homosexual castrati Casanova, he did confirm the homosexual Castrati rumor. How did he know everything? He was he was Gossip Girl XOXO. <laughs> did you ever watch Gossip Girl? Oh yeah, okay. yeah. I loved Gossip Girl. I actually think you'd really like it from like a camp vibe. Like it's so campy and just like what's happening. Like it's really <laughs> fun. I just think it'd be super fun for us to react to Gossip Girl episodes together. Wait, that's a good idea. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't know. I was talking to someone and they were like, I'm obsessed with Gossip Girl. You should watch it. And I was like, maybe I'll do that in my summer of depression. My summertime sadness, Lana Del Rey. Lana. Really good song. 
She has some bangers, but also like they never make any sense. Like even I feel like the but I like ne- was never really a huge Lana Del Rey oh, I'm a fan. Die Hard recently. Oh really? Yeah. I like some of her music. Like some of them, I'm like oh, okay, I get it. But I I feel like it's just like lion sadness. See, I thought that, and then her last two albums are like like I don't even know. They're they seem like classics. Maybe it's the way she sings. Yeah, I feel like it's like. She just, I like her a lot. She's kind of the pop star I've always wanted. She's oh, like very sensitive and into beats. Not by Dr. Dre, but by like Jack Kerouac. She's very interesting. Anyways, uh-huh, Yeah, I find her really fascinating because I feel like she was an industry plant and then like wasn't successful and then like got a nobed job and like changed her image and then like became famous. And so it's like hard for me to take what she does now. Unless maybe what made her famous is that she's being her authentic self. She's really me, talented. It feels very fabricated. And so it's hard for me to like get on board. And I think the fact that her singing sounds like she's like unable, like she just got a bunch of like lidocaine novocaine whatever her bottom like she just had dental work done and she like doesn't have full control of her bottom lip it's like hard for me yeah i could see that but she's like a really amazing writer and the whole thing is like a character because her name actually isn't lana del rey it's like a knowingly she's playing a character which i didn't realize Hmm. which is supposed to be like a femme fatale like, I, I just find it very, I didn't re. I thought she was just bad. And then now looking back, A, her performance on SNL was not that bad. She sounded fine. She just looked weird. We didn't know how to deal with that. Oh, I can't even, I don't even remember that. That's when I first saw, like, knew about her. She's saying video games on SNL and she looked crazy. I was like, what is this? But now I'm like, that song slaps. Like, I don't uh, know. It's a good song. Uh, but I and just, then I liked her song from the Great Gatsby soundtrack. Oh, Young and Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, her last two albums, it's called Norman Fucking Rockwell. And then the last one is called Chemtrails Over the Country Club. And they're just bangers. It's like slow. It's like soft rock. They're all mm-hmm. like ballads. It's very beautiful. Huh. It reminds me of Nick Cave, who I'm a huge fan of. Um, it's like female Nick Cave. Anyways, Lana. Um, maybe she's a castrati. <laughs> Um. Anyways, Casanova saw a girl in disguise, and it was a castrati, and he was getting into business with priests. Oh. Um. Hmm. And then later in Rome, in 1762, he attended a performance in which the prima donna of the opera was a castrati, and he was the favorite pathic of a cardinal, Cardinal Bourgeois, um, and he dined every evening with this cardinal. Do you know what pathic like means? Like he dined? He dined. No, I don't. It means bottom. Is that a phrase that people use now? Yeah, like a someone's bottom. No, I'm saying pathic. No, I think it's back in the day. Oh, okay. It was like back in the day language for bottom. Got it, got it. Um, I like how you're just about to explain to me what it would mean if you were a bottom. I didn't know. You didn't know. I was, I was going to do it and then probably like leave it off air. <laughs> so, but the same, so Cardinal Bourgeois, I don't know how to say his name. Um, and he also was the patron of painter Caravaggio and Bernini. Hmm. So, yeah. um, certified freak. All elite is 
a freak. The crazy part too. Well, I guess we talked about syphilis in our very first episode of Shut Up, Keep Going. Mm-hmm. But I was going to say the crazy part too here is that there's like really no mainstream route of protection or anything. It's just yeah. kind of like a like, well, good so. luck. Spray and pray, as they say. Spray. Do people say that? <laughs> Not about cum, but that's it's like a common term in call of duty or like first person shooters where you just like spray like you like spray your bullets and pray oh i thought it meant a different thing in the context that i was using it it did great we're on the same page there (laughs) um so the sad thing is that the later lives the castrati when they're no longer beautiful young and beautiful um was that they were not popular anymore and so no one really gave a shit and so the best they could hope for was that a chapel or the house of a mighty patron would take them in and just let them live the rest of their life but oftentimes they just ended up in poverty oh i i thought you were gonna say there were like little communities of like ex castrati that all lived in like little villages together though i'm sure there's some of that i don't know i'm just what do you think they did with the testicles once they chopped them off they kept them in a jar and was like, Wah. oh, I feel like they like crushed them up for medicinal purposes. Oh, do you think they like ate it? Like how women probably like, eat their own placenta? I will be I doing wouldn't that. Put anything I will be past partas- them. participating. Yeah. You told me I could have a bite of your placenta. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimate bonding. It's like blood brothers, but like different. More intense. Oh, and also thank you to the person that told me what that was from. And now Placentas? I'm immediately forgetting. It wasn't that she was eating. It was from American Horror Story. Someone wrote in and told us. Oh, I saw that. It wasn't from American Horror Story. It was from American Horror Story, but she wasn't eating placenta. She was eating like a pig's bladder or something. Ah. Disgusting. Anyways. Yeah. (laughs) It's the castrati. Um, Just it kind of went out of fashion. Like it was super popular. And then towards the end of the 18th century, um, it uh, people started to have second thoughts about it. And then with the conquest of Italy by Napoleon, who prohibited castration, thank God, he was like, they were like, yeah, we can't do this anymore. Um, and so like what came first, the lack of interest in that vocal range or the, I think it was no just castration. like all like, it was just kind of a, uh, mm. was that butterfly f- house of cards? Ah, you know? Yes. At some point, I didn't write down, but at some point, the church um, took back the decree that women could sing in public. And so then they were able to sing in public again. So they're like, we don't really need this. Um, That's what ultimately led to me singing Sit Down in my choir competition. (laughs) Sit down, sit down, sit down. (laughs) Thank God. Um, So... The Catholic Church continued to subject boys to the process um, a little bit after that. And the final castrati that is known, Alessandro Morissetti, served in the choir at the Sistine Chapel until 1913. <gasps> and they have a video recording of, or they have an audio recording of him. Do you want to play it? Sure. It's really beautiful. what he looked like (laughs) 
creepy, right? Is so on record. He's the last, the final one. Yeah. I wonder what it's like to be the final castrati. So it was very beautiful, but also like the only thing I could think of is that like this man has no testicles yeah. and it probably wasn't by choice. Yeah. <laughs> like hard to enjoy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would just be thinking about that the whole time, but uh, people loved it. And I guess at the time, if it's like, widely accepted, popular. nobody's. I wonder, I know I brought up the Kardashians, but I, I just want to revisit that because I wonder in like 300 years, if people were like, all these women were <laughs> putting fat in their butts to like look <laughs> like this freak. <laughs> Probably. Absolutely. Because you know? it's very like what they, not to. Not to shit on the Kardashians, but to shit on the Kardashians. It's just like, that is like kind of grotesque. If you like really think about what oh, they're yeah. doing, it's like very grotesque. Well, it's really interesting. So I actually, I find the sociology like of the Kardashians and like what they've done. Set aside any opin opinions on them. Set aside any opinions on them. I feel like I find them very, very fascinating. And like... um. I'm not going to get this co totally correct. I don't totally remember, but the gist was basically that it's like Kim obviously has had plastic surgery and set aside your thoughts on plastic surgery, but she has profited off of plastic surgery by like creating this look. And it's a look that is artificial enough that anyone can theoretically get it. Yeah. And so it becomes this commodity and how like Kylie was kind of the next I don't want to say phase of that, but she kind of was like the younger sister that partook in that cycle. And, but then also how like Kendall has had a bunch of surgery and just like this idea, I don't know, it, I'm not getting anywhere with this, but it's really fascinating. Maybe if I can find like a comprehensive sources to do as a topic, I just, I find them endlessly fascinating. I know. And I think Kylie was so interesting and like such a new step because Kim at least like her while she enhanced herself a lot she always kind of retained the same face and look but kylie is like so transformed i guess is the way to put it like she looks so different than how she was naturally born that it's like holy shit you can just like literally become a new person if you're rich enough yeah, it's not to get too far into this, but um, it's really fascinating. I was listening to a podcast about how, oh man, this is really important, you guys, and I'm going to try and get it as correct as possible, but I'm really sorry if I butcher this a little bit. But it basically was talking about how like the idea of white passing, that bar has changed so much with the introduction of the Kardashians popularizing mm -hmm. like more quote unquote ethnic looks as being like achievable through plastic surgery. Yeah. And so it's created this situation where people are being ostracized from their communities because they're being seen as like, well, you're white passing, but that has changed. The definition of white passing has changed so much because wow. of that. And so you have women on, I mean, I'll say even girls because I feel like I've seen young like teenagers getting like lip fillers and stuff. Yeah. And like I'm just going to pick on lips to keep things easy. But let's just say that it's like, you know, there's certain ethnicities where bigger lips are associated with that, right? 
And I feel like that's kind of been a race because so many white women have gotten lip injections. And so now people see and subconsciously internalize that it's like, oh, like to be white and have big lips, that's like natural, but it's not in most cases. And, um, how, just how it is like blurring minority, like physical definitions of minorities. That's not the right way to say it, but you know, physical attributes that are typical of certain minorities and how white women are profiting and benefiting from this while the people who that actually is coming from are being further oppressed. It's, it's really, really fascinating. I feel like anytime you say like white people benefiting oppression, like some people can tune out and like, I get like, sometimes those conversations are really exhausting, albeit very important. Um, but it's just, it's so fascinating to me, the Kardashians and like everything that just endlessly fascinating. I mean, they were like, think about like reality television, like really didn't exist prior to the Kardashians and just like everything that formed from them and like, like it or like them or hate them. Again, my opinion on them is pretty benign. Um, but like they have built these insane businesses. I just, Oh my gosh. So in, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, speechless. I'll come out and say I have a negative view of them. <laughs> and that's, I think that's like but totally fine. I just, yeah. I mean, they are like, it's the cultural repercussions of them are, obviously very fascinating and wide reaching and I don't know I mean we don't have to get into it I just uh actually if you'd have it I'd love to hear your opinion on them oh I just think it's like so toxic yes I agree with that I think it is like one of the worst things that happened to us as a culture (laughs) because it's like it's saying that if you uh make a lot of money then you can become as hot as you want. And then if, you, if you're if you as hot as you want, you can make a lot of money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But the, the hard part is that like they like started out wealthy. Like it's never like they came from nothing. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Totally, yeah. And that's like the whole Kylie being like the first self-made millionaire. I'm like, you're not. <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess like a lot of like super wealthy people did have money coming in, but like they were like very wealthy. Yeah. And like she, maybe Kim could be the one that could be said to be like self-made in some ways because she kind of started out the family. I know like, uh, the father Kardashian with the OJ thing, but like Kim was like really the one that started it out. But I just think it's like so toxic for people and it gives, it just like is, beauty standards were already so terrible for women before that. And now it's like literally an unreal beauty standard Mm -hmm. where it's like, if you want to be hot, you literally have to mutilate yourself. Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, I definitely don't disagree with you on that at all. I think what's fascinating to me is the idea of when you look back and how like Kim was Paris's assistant and like all Paris Hilton and all of these like, how intentional every step was like, it's just so interesting to me. Like I know there's some conspiracies and I don't really know that much about the Kardashians. So I don't know like really how much, if this is like old news, but I remember reading something that was like the conspiracy that Kris Jenner, the mom uh, released Kim's sex tape on purpose. And that they like did it on purpose to like catapult, like to use that as an entrance into like fate, just like all of that. Like so fascinating. Yeah. 
But no, I don't disagree with you. I think that it's creating a really dangerous beauty standard. And I think that's happening in tandem with things like TikTok and Snapchat and Instagram. And while I don't think that social media inherently is evil, I mean, I don't think really anything is inherently evil. Um, I think that the use cases and just like what's happening with like filters and like, I don't know what it's called, but the little like tune up apps where you can like basically change the entire shape of your body is just really, it's really harmful. Yeah. Um, the last thing that I will say on this, unless you have anything else to add, no. but I remember there's this like influencer that I followed because I liked the way she dressed. Like she was really good at styling clothes. And I always just assumed she was like really, really skinny and like didn't really think anything of it, but it was just like, oh, she's really skinny and like whatever. This is how the clothes look on her. And then it came out that she had been photoshopping her clothes or photoshopping all of her pictures and that like somebody posted pictures of like what she actually looks like. And it's like, literally nothing like not even the same person mm. and i mean there's a whole other subcontext there where it's like i do feel bad that she f felt like she needed to do that in order to feel good about the picture like there's so much going on there but it also is like oh my gosh like she has like millions and millions of followers like <sighs> yeah i don't know it's it's really tough and then there's a whole conversation of like I mean, I think the same thing goes with celebrities as does influencers. It's just influencers feel a little bit closer to us um, and more like normal people. But it's like they're just normal people, though, and they're just doing the best that they can. And so, like, how upset can you really be that they've massed this following for, for example, for this woman for being really fashionable? Like, she didn't amass this following because she has, like, this incredible moral compass. It's literally because she's good at putting outfits together. Well, I also feel like it's like money doesn't actually come easy. Like regardless of what you do, like there's like sacrifice in like good or bad ways. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like a lot of people have perceptions of influencers that it's like, oh, you literally don't have to do anything. Absolutely like, not. I can, I'm like a small influencer and I can tell you that is not true at all. But like, that's one of them. It's like, you can't, like, you kind of have to do a lot of work and that might be even psychologically damaging and yeah you know when you say work what do you mean like therapy uh no like the photoshopping oh yeah yeah that's like a lot of work yeah it's not like she's just posting random pictures of herself and being like haha totally totally yeah but yeah i don't know it's Anyways, <laughs> um, so as promised before we leave off, I know, sorry guys, this is a long episode, but, um, I did want to touch and read out the comment that we got about, um, promising, promising young, woman. young woman. I'm just pulling it up right now. Oh my gosh. We were so close to a thousand followers on our Instagram. 774. Whoa. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Shut up. Keep going. All in word. We post visual guides for everything. So this comes from Tommy James, um, who says, only because you said we should, I got a way in on Promising Young Woman. I think its real strength is that it really boldly uses familiar tropes, but in a funhouse mirror way. Most of the actors are really familiar playing roles they have before, but we're caused to acknowledge how tropes like these can be harmful. I thought that was really insightful. I did not yeah, think about that. Yeah. Um, so the example they give is that we all know someone like Alison Bree's character to the point that she's played characters like that before, but we're urged to look at how harmful people like her really are. I also think the ending is fatalist and cynical intentionally in that the guy already got away with his crime. The only way to get him arrested or to get him would be to arrange he be arrested for an open and shut murder. And I find that heartbreaking, but sadly true to life, if that makes sense. 
Definitely not for everyone, but that's just my two cents since you wanted to know. And a brilliant two cents it is. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, but yeah, Kate and I, we talked about it a little bit after we saw that. And I have to say, like, I think that's a really insightful, like the fun house mirrors idea and that I actually think everything that you say makes a lot of sense and stands. However, I just think that the execution was like, so yeah, not, about to say. <laughs> not there for me. No. And I, so it's a, I agree to go disagree. I will say, I'm not trying to convince you to not enjoy this movie. I'm glad that you enjoyed this movie. I can see that. I'm just going to say the same thing. I just don't think it was executed with clarity shall I say? Yeah. I mean, you guys already know our opinion, but in either case, I hope that our response didn't scare you off from further participation. Appreciate everyone who writes in. Um, that is a longer episode of shut up, keep going. Uh, again, we post visual guides all on Instagram, shut up, keep going all one word. Um, I will also leave one note I'm not sure you can edit this out, I guess, if it's not applicable, but there were some mentions during the podcast of a video version of this. Um, we did start recording it, hit some technical snags in that we do not have a full video recording of this podcast. Uh, so it will not be going up for this one, but we do have our liminal spaces episode 30 up on our YouTube channel right now. Uh, you can search shut up, keep going or check out our, uh, link in bio on Instagram. And then we are working to consistently, that's the plan here on Alice consistently get all those videos up there. Um, just again, hit a technical snag. So see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.